Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today I would like to bring my sermons from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. If you have your Bible with you, you can turn to, this, turn to your Bible and read along with me. I'm going to talk about faith of the men of old and see what we can learn from their faith. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, and I believe the Lord will bless you. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will minister to all the listeners that they will be blessed by this exhortation and speak through my mouth, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right from the first verse, they said, what are you hoping for? There will be a substance in your heart an assurance that will make you know that this thing that you are hoping for, you will get it. That thing, that assurance in your heart is the faith. The measure of faith can be bigger sometimes than the other time. So that is why faith is a substance. And it said evidence. That is the only evidence you will have of what you are expecting that you have not seen yet. You have to hold that evidence in your heart that I am believing that I will receive it. Now the Bible said in verse 2, for by faith, that is by it, the elders obtained a good report. Now I've preached some sermons before on each man that we see in these first few verses of Hebrews chapter 11, starting from the faith of Abel, which faith actually re the, 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 the was reported as he, he was able to offer a good sacrifice to God in verse 4. Say by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God thus testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Now I, I, I talk about the faith of Abel and said, what was the difference between Cain and Abel in the sacrifices that each one of them brought before God? Why was Abel's sacrifice received and Cain's sacrifice not received? Many scholars have presented it as to say that it was what was brought. The presentation was from the fact that maybe Cain only brought yams and the fruits of the of the field, while Abel brought the brought a sacrifice of a lamb, which is correct. However. The question I posed before the law was this. Suppose Cain also has brought a, a lamb. Will he have been accepted? That is, if both of them have brought the same thing, a lamb, a lamb for sacrifice, will Cain have been accepted? Now, when you look at the story, you see what the Bible said uh, to Cain. That God asked Cain and said, why, are, why is your countenance falling? If thou doest well, will you not be accepted? Now, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Is what God said. So, let's look at that verse closely. You will see that what the Lord was saying concerning Cain and Abel was not just what he brought, but the heart that brought it. That is, let's say you go before God and you, you want to pay your tithe or your offering and you give God a million dollars. And another person comes before God and brought $10. Do you think it is because of the million dollars that this man will be accepted or rejected? 
the Lord Jesus Christ gave that example of a widow's might, a woman that came with just two pennies while the Pharisees and the rulers were bringing big money to the temple. But Christ called attention to that widow woman and said, She has brought more than them all because God looks at the heart. She, out of her penury, just would love to give something to God and she gave all she had. See, I want you to, I want you to know something. If the woman if the woman has a lot of money, she most likely won't throw all she had in the offering. I want you to take note of that. If the woman had a lot of money, she wouldn't have thrown, let's say she had about $50. She wouldn't have thrown the whole of $50 in that offering pot, offering plate. You have to remember that. She also would have contributed just some out of the $50. However, when you when she came to when the woman came to the fact that she had only two pennies she still have a heart to give to the work of God so God actually was looking at the heart not how much she gave the heart that gives a million dollars can still be a good heart because if, she, if the man has ten million dollars and the man gave a million dollars if the heart is right God will still accept it and praise the man not because of the size of the offering because of the heart that brought the offering. I want you to take note of that. That was what Christ was pointing out to us, to us in that widow's story. The woman brought two pennies, all she has left, because of the heart that wanted to give something to God. A heart that wanted to give to God because she loves God and loves the work of God. That is what matters, really, not the size of what she has brought. Like I say, if the woman had much money, like say $20, she most likely won't, won't throw all the $20 down. That is, God was not saying you should throw 100% down. Because even though that two pennies was the 100% the woman had, but God was not demanding 100% out of your salary that you should throw everything down. He's looking at your heart. If you are going to give just that 10%, what is your heart saying? How is your heart that wants to give this thing? See, that is what God is talking about. Some are giving it out of show. For the world to see them, even though they give a lot, God does not. God is not interested. They have received their reward. Say the word of God. Some are given out of grumbling. They are not sad. They are they are disgruntled against God. Why is God taking my money? Why is God taking my money? So they are not giving to God out of a pure heart. So that's another thing that you have to take note of. Now coming back to Cain and Abel, God see God has seen a wicked heart in Cain. And the Bible said, even the sacrifice of the wicked is abomination before God. The sacrifice of the wicked is abomination before God. So if you have a wicked heart, a, a heart that wanted to do evil, wishing evil, doing evil, planning evil, God hates such a heart. So if such a person is only planning evil all the time, but brought a big sacrifice to God, for what purpose? To, to, to appease God so that God won't judge him for his evil, evil desires, evil, evil plans. See, God is looking at a heart, but a heart that loves to be righteous, a heart that loves to do good, a heart that wants to please God at all times. No matter what sacrifice you bring to God, it's acceptable for God. It's the heart that we are talking about. So that is what, you, what God was talking about when, he, when God was speaking to Cain and he said, 
if thou do if thou doest well will not thou be accepted that is genesis chapter 4 in verse 6 and the lord said unto Cain, why art thou rough and why is thy countenance falling if thou doest well shall thou not be accepted and if thou doest not well sin lieth at the door and unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him that is Cain has not been doing well in, uh, in, in, in his life he had not been doing well so God was seeing a heart that was evil a heart that was wicked so whatever he brought as sacrifice will never be accepted so that is very important thing which type of heart do you want to bring, do you want to present before God that is my challenge to you my friend you that is listening to me what kind of heart do you have is your heart loving God wanting to do good searching after God a, somebody that was after the heart of God like God spoke about David the king he said a man after my own heart are you a man after God's heart wanting to be like Jesus searching the Bible searching the scriptures desiring to please God at all times that is the heart that we please God a heart that is always yearning after God a heart that is always striving to be like Jesus striving to please God at all times that type of heart is what God is looking for. And he commands every one of us to seek after him. The Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And those that are hunger and thirst for righteousness means that they are hunger and thirst for God. They shall be filled, say the Lord Jesus Christ. So that, those are the things that really matter. Where is your heart? You go to church. Where is your heart when you go to church? Are you there to please men to look around or to serve God, to set your mind on Jesus to worship him where is your heart and then after you leave the church how is, how is your heart towards people that God has created and how is your heart towards God, do you take time to worship him in your house to praise him in your house, do you take time to study his word, trying to be like him, trying to find out what is acceptable in the eyes of God those are the things that God delights in. And the Bible said in, in let me read again in the book of Psalm Psalm one. To see what God what delights the heart of God and what God has blessed. In, in the book of Psalm chapter one, he said, Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. So I say, Where is your heart? As far as things of God are concerned, where is your heart? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, that is when you are blessed, you should be a man after God's heart that is not walking in the counsel of ungodly, that does not stand in the way of sinners, and you don't sit in the seat of the scornful, that is, you are walking pure and upright before God. He said, But the ungodly are not so, but they are like the shaft which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. 
So don't be an ungodly person. What is ungodly means that they are not behaving like God. Neither do they want to be like God. Because to be godly means to do things the way God will love to do it. Or the way God will want to see you do it. Be godly. Okay. And that's what we mean when we say have a heart that is searching to find out what is acceptable in the eyes of God. That was, this, that was the difference between Cain and Abel. Now we can go further to chapter Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 and see the faith of Enoch that went higher than just a pleasing God. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now let's talk a little bit about the faith of Enoch. The Bible said Enoch was translated that he should not see death. That is God glorified Enoch. He did not go into the grave. God took him out of this planet alive. And that was the highest highest reward God has given to mankind. It's the glorification of man. And God planned the same for the saints, the Christians, at this end of the world. That is why in the book of, in the book of, when Apostle Paul wrote a letter to the Thessalonians, in the second Thessalonians, he wrote to us and said, Christians that are alive will be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in this air. We talk, we call about it, we call it the rapture of the saints. Now, that is a glorification that God planned and proposed for mankind at the end of, at the end of time. And we believe that end of time is now getting closer and closer. That this rapture is taking is coming soon. Now, what I'm saying is this: to be able to be one of them that will be glorified by God, you must please God, just like Enoch. The Bible said it again. Let's read it again. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So you must strive to please God. So how can I please him? By searching out from the scriptures, from his word, what is acceptable in his sight and doing it. So do his commandments and do his will. Now say, well, what about what do you mean by the commandment? The commandment the Lord Jesus Christ has given to us, first you must be born again. Jesus Christ said it, unless a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now I believe I'm talking to you that are believers. If you are a Christian and you don't know what it means to be born again, you want to ask Jesus to come into your heart and set you free and make you a new creature in Christ so that he may live his life through you. That is when you are born again, when Christ takes charge of, all, of your life, he removes all the, the nature of sin from you and puts into you a new nature, a nature of Christ that will love to do the will of God always, that we strive, that we want to strive to please God always. And that is when a new life starts in your life. Now, when you are born again, the Bible said you are to strive to please God in everything you do. Searching what is acceptable before God. Walking with Him. Talking to Him. Praying. Singing. Worshipping Him. And those are, the, those are the steps Christians work. Because He becomes your Father. And when you have a Father that is living with you. And He wants to not just be a Father. that, like you, If you have an earthly Father that you don't really have fellowship with. This is a Father that wants to have fellowship with you. Because God wants to be your friend. Your best friend also. And he is our friend, and he can talk to us, and we talk back to him. So that is the walking with God that Enoch had. The Bible said he walked with God. 
very important. Walking is talking and discussion and and being close one to another. So he not actually walked with God. And this is very important. Now, I remember going to a village one time to preach. And when I entered to this village and I started preaching the gospel to the people, one old man called me and said, Hey, I know you missed up you are preaching something. I said, Look, he said he told me he said there's only one thing I am looking for. See, everybody can come by and try to sell anything. I don't buy it. He said, but one thing I am looking for, if you have any solution for old age and that I should not go to the grave, he said that that will caught my attention. See, that is what will catch my attention. So every other thing you are saying does not make sense to him. I say, well, you know something that is exactly what I have brought. The solution that he was looking for to overcome death, physical death, is the gospel. The only gospel of salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing that has solution, that has the answer for mankind. You want to overcome death, you don't want to die physically in this planet. It's only found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's like a, I'm, I'm like a salesperson telling you this. You say, well, the only thing you, that will catch your attention is if I have something that will overcome old age. The only thing that can overcome old age is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only thing that can overcome physical death, because old age will lead to death. That's what the man was requesting. He said that he, the man was, was already old, and he was saying that's the only thing that will catch his attention because he loved to, to be a young man again. I say, yes, but the only solution is in Jesus because not only that he promised us we that are Christians that we are going to be resurrected to live on this planet again he also promised that we can live forever and not even die on this, on this planet that is the power that Jesus Christ has you may say well, why is he not giving to multitude it is the highest order it is the highest order it's like this let me, t- let me tell you an example there is technology in this world right now that is accessible and that is available for anybody technology what do you mean by technology take for example transportation system the transportation system in the world right now have different degrees some people can only afford a bicycle that's how much they can afford but that's all how far they can go when they are riding a bicycle it won't take them far you you see what i mean and that is the amount of money that they have and that can only afford a transportation system called bicycle. But in this world, we also have transportation system that is called cars and all those uh, motor vehicles. And if you don't have enough money, you most likely cannot even rent, go into a taxi. How much more buy your own motorcycle or buy your own uh, car? You see what I mean? But that's another level, a higher level of transportation system than the bicycle. The motorcycle is higher than the bicycle in that you can go to get to where you are going faster and not, maybe not as comfortable as a car. See what I mean? But it's still another transportation system. And up beyond the car is the airplane or the train, railway, railway system. But that's also transportation system. Or having a, a, a jet plane for your own self. There are rich people that have jet planes and they are comfortable ride, dry, you know, flying themselves. But it's another transportation system. And you take more money to be able to own a, a, an airplane. An individual person can get it also, but it takes more money. You see what I mean? The same thing in the technology of God. 
That is what I'm trying to make you to see. You, to overcome physical death is available to Christians. But it's got to be by being able to pay the price. There's a bigger price required. And this is what example we say, how does the Bible say we can, we can buy something like that? Here's an example. Enoch was translated that he should not see that by walking with God, he pleased God. That's what I'm trying to make you to see. If you walk with God, to that point, it's like buying something. It's like paying for a transportation system. You can also be translated as you will not see that. It is a, a form of transportation system that God has already ordained in the universe. In, that human beings can tap into. But it takes some payment. You've got to pay a price. Enoch was one of these grandchildren of Adam in the beginning. And he was able to pay that price and please God. And he disappeared without seeing physical death. Now Christ has actually brought it closer to us. And Christ said it in, in, his, in his sermons in the Gospel of John chapter 11. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? What Christ was saying is, he has that power to keep us alive that we shall never die if we will believe it. You understand what I mean? That is, he has, he has made it available to mankind that we can also get this gift that Enoch got and did not see death. We can overcome physical death from this planet and never die. We've got to be ready to pay the price. The price is to walk with God to the pleasing point. That is the pleasing mark that God said, if you come to that height, walking with him, he will take you away from this planet that you will not see this. And what do you have to be doing? Just be born again and then walk with Jesus. And let's see what Jesus Christ said. In Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 51, I'm, I'm taking some time to explain this to you so that you can see that the, so, the answer to the question the man was asking, that this is the only thing that will catch his attention. People come to his village to preach, to sell things, to sell some new technology or to sell some medicine. And he said, I am not interested. He said, but if you come with an, a solution to physical death, he said, I, I want to listen. If you come with a solution, an answer to old age and aging system, he said, I want to listen. Because the man is old and he is thinking that he, he wanted to be young again. But Christ is that answer. Jesus Christ is the answer to old age. Because the Bible said, even Moses, when he was 120 years old, his strength never abated, neither his eyes become fading. Why? Because the glory of God was covering him, was rejuvenating him. And the Bible promises all of this to us. And Jesus Christ said, this is this. this and I'm trying to make you to see something. It is not general to everybody. I'm, I'm not saying that everyone that comes to Christ must automatically be in this particular glory. I'm saying when you come to Christ, if you will walk with him to that height, you can attain to that glory. Because this is what he has made available to mankind. Just like any technology, you can be born in America and be an American. That does not mean you automatically have a car. You've got to have the money to be able to buy a car. Because you are an American, does not mean you have enough money to be able to buy an aeroplane. You got to have that money to buy an airplane, but you have the right as an American that you you can go to the market where they sell it and buy it if you have the money. The same thing, if you become a Christian, that does not automatically give you the right to disappear from this planet without seeing physical death. Christ didn't promise it that way, but He has made it available. 
that is it's in the market if you can get the power the 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 mature which is like the money to pay for it you have it available you can buy it and it's yours christ has promised that and let's see why where he said it in john chapter 8 verse 51 jesus christ said verily verily i say unto you if a man keep my saying he shall never see death verily verily i say unto you if a man keep my saying he shall never see death what does that mean it means christ has made overcoming death available to everybody if you will keep his saying to the point that he wants he said he will keep you alive that you will never see death that is the first thing you can you can think about before you disappear like Enoch you must first be granted the immortality that you shall never see death and then by the time you are living on this planet for a long time and all your peers are gone Christ can send a shadow to take you out of here that was what Enoch had he lived until God said I will just take him out of there because we are not listening to his sermons but this is what I'm trying to make you to see that that is the faith Christ has brought to us say by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God so you must please God to walk with God like Enoch of old but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is believe that God exists and that Jesus is God because he said if you keep his saying you will never see that Jesus says that when he was alive because he is God manifested in the flesh and then he said that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him that is God can reward you with that immortality that you will not see that when you diligently seek God but now your, your own job is to diligently seek him to the point that Christ said if you keep my saying you shall never see death this is the faith that was revealed to Enoch and God has revealed it to us and I'm revealing it to you right now say how can I walk with God and please him it is the prophet's way you walk with him in the prophetic way say, what, what is the prophetic way you always see the prophets always on the mountain praising God why because they love to worship God one on one so that is the prophet's way and it may be a narrow road but you must be able to walk in that narrow road pleasing God praising him every night singing praise to him and then doing his will which is whatever the scripture says after you have been born again and I want to pray for you if you want this type of zeal to come upon you you want the desire to please God you want God to, to move upon you you want God to give you the power so that you can also walk with God like Enoch of old. I want to pray for you right now. If you that is listening to me, you are not even born again. Let's first start from there. I want you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you. You are God manifested in the flesh when you came to the world. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart, Jesus wash me with your blood I accept the sacrifice you did for me on the cross that you died for my sin and that you rose again to justify me I accept you into me right now live your life through me live through me and let me live holy let me sin no more thank you Jesus Amen now Father I pray for all those people that have prayed with me that you touch them and wash them with your blood and let them sin no more in the name of Jesus Christ that is it friend 
and I'm going to also pray for you if you have affliction or sicknesses and I want you to just lay your hand upon any part that is hurting you or wherever the affliction is and say with me say by the stripes of Jesus I am healed say by the stripes of Jesus I am healed say it again by the stripes of Jesus I am healed that is it let the devils depart from you in the name of Jesus Christ let the sicknesses and affliction depart from you and come no more in the name of Jesus Christ amen Jesus Christ healed you now if you want to have a zeal for Jesus you really want to be on fire for Christ you want to walk with him in that narrow road like the, in the prophetic way I will admonish you to get to write to us so that we can send you some literature that will give you some an understanding of things that we ought to be doing to please God and how to walk with God in the, in the prophetic way we send you some literature that will help you and you are the one that is going to be doing it or what do, you, what do you do? Just praise him in the night. Just praise him in the morning. Just talk to him. Just search the scriptures. Just separate yourself from the ungodly and from the ungodly, ungodly environment and keep yourself, sanctify yourself for God. Fast and pray regularly. And those are the things that God will use to build the anointing upon you that will make you live and never die. That will build the anointing upon you that will make you to be ready to witness for Jesus. And I want to pray. Father, I pray for all those people that have heard this message that they want the type of work that he knock of old. Walk with God and please God. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will put the zeal in the heart of those believers that are listening to this. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the desire to please God come upon them and overwhelm them. The desire to want to walk with God, like Jesus Christ said, if you keep my saying, you shall never see this. Let that desire to keep the saints of Jesus come upon everyone that is listening right now in the name of Jesus Christ so that they will love to please the Lord they will love to keep his saints so that they shall never see death in the name of Jesus Christ and the Lord said he will reward them that diligently seek him and he will never fail us in the name of Jesus Christ that's it friend and write to us and we shall send some more exercise God bless you write to Evangelist Julius Gospel Distribution Ministry Post Office Box 71027 Phoenix, Arizona 85050 USA On the internet you can get all our, all our literature at www.gospeldistribution.org gospeldistribution.org and send us email to webmaster at gospeldistribution.org and we shall send you some more literature. God bless you and Jesus is coming soon. Tune us again next time.